hundred years ago, investing was accessible to the elite, to people who had fortunes and connections. Wealth wasn't something you could create or build, but rather inherit. If you would come from a wealthy family, you had the opportunity to trade, buy land and expand your business. But if you didn't, your chances to get out of poverty were slim to say the least. In fact, the only source of passive income was the interest where you could lend your money to the nobility who would use it to wage wars, conquer more land, and then force these people to pay taxes in order to pay you back. That's how the Rothschild family, for example, built their fortune. The king will pay as much interest as you want because his kingdom and reputation are at risk. So interest on these loans were beyond your imagination. But the king did not care because at the end of the day, the peasants will pay astronomical taxes to pay off that debt. However, that changed with the introduction of the stock market. Businesses could break down the company into little pieces and sell it to the general public. And as the company grew and expanded, the businesses shared its profits with its shareholders. Not a single industry created more millionaires or billionaires than the stock market. Some people have mastered the stock market so deeply that they have created a fortune of a hundred billion dollars. In fact, every company that wants to grow and compete with multinational corporations has to list itself in the stock market through an IPO. Of course, the stock market carries its risks as well. If you bet your money on the wrong stock, you might lose your hard-earned capital. Take a look at what happened to GameStop. People lost a fortune investing in GameStop. But that's just one example. Those who invested in the stock market prior to the dot-com crash lost almost all of that money. Amazon's stock price, for example, fell from $107 to as little as $7. And if it hadn't secured funding right before the crash, it could have gone bankrupt. And all those people who have invested hundreds of millions of dollars into it would have lost their fortunes. And Bezos wouldn't have flown to space in 2021. The same happened in 2008 when the housing market collapsed. So it's not only important to invest in the right company, but also invest at the right time. If you have invested in February 2020, you would have lost at least 30% of your money by March. But if you had invested in March 2020, by now, you would have doubled your money. So let's find out why Wall Street believes that the economy has picked, how is that going to impact the stock market, and why millennials should stop buying stocks. We'll answer all of these questions and many more. But before we do that, give this video a thumbs up and here is a little disclaimer. This is not financial advice and everything that's said in this video is for educational and entertainment purposes. And now, let's dive in. This Bloomberg article claims that the economy has reached its full potential and it's getting ready to decline. There is something called an economic cycle. The economy starts by expansion. It grows pretty fast, businesses hire more people, wages rise, and people's spending goes up. But that doesn't continue forever. At some point, the economy reaches full employment, wages stop rising, and additional spending causes higher inflation. That's when you know the economy is not growing anymore. The Fed raises interest rates and limits the inflow of cash into the economy in order to keep inflation under control. Businesses and people start spending less and less and the economy prepares for a crisis. 
After the 2008 crash, the Fed lowered interest rates to stimulate growth, but in 2017, once the economy reached its peak, the Fed started raising interest rates. By 2019, interest rates reached all-time high of 2.5%. The United States started a trade war and the pandemic was the final punch that drove the economy down into a recession. Ideally, we should have followed the exact same path. The Fed lowers rates, injects trillions into the economy, and the economy takes a few years to recover, stabilizes for another few years, and another crisis should not have happened in the next 5 to 10 years at least. But things didn't go as planned. The nature of the last crisis was quite different from previous crises, so the only way the Fed saw its way out of this crisis is by injecting much more money into the economy than it ever had. Surprise, surprise, it worked. In fact, it grew the economy so fast the S&P 500 grew by a larger percentage from March 2020 to July 2021 than it did from 2014 to March 2020, which is what led many Wall Street investors to believe that we might have reached the peak. But that's not all. The Fed perfectly knows that if it's going to increase the money supply by 25% in a single year, it will have to get that money out of the economy once we are out of that crisis in order to prevent high inflation. Keep in mind that one of the main reasons why the United States dollar is the dominant currency is because it's stable. 60% of the global currency reserves are held in the US dollar because the world believes that it's the most stable and transparent currency. It is the United States golden treasure and the Fed will do everything possible to keep it that way. Does that mean you should not invest and wait until everything crashes? Well, it's not as simple as that. First of all, it is really difficult to time the market and impossible to predict the future. We can make as many predictions as we want, but only time will tell what the future is holding for us. If you're a long-term investor, you should not care about what Wall Street is saying, because if you're a trader and need to show some huge gains quarter to quarter, that's something to worry about then. But the reason why millennials should stop investing is that the combination of stimulus checks, lockdown, and astronomical rise of the stock market has led to a new form of gambling. Millennials started buying stocks not because behind them stands really great, strong, profitable companies, but rather because it's a popular stock since everyone is buying that stock on social media as a way to get rich quickly. In fact, some people actually did make a lot of money out of them but the vast majority lost. When GameStop price, for example, was trading at $300, $400, or $450, remember, people were paying real money to buy the stock at that price. The demand is what kept the price increasing, but when it fell to $40, most of these people lost their investments, and even now, the stock is trading at around $180. You might say that it was because broker apps prevented retail investors from buying the stock. And that's true. But let's take another example, AMC or Dogecoin. Of course, Dogecoin is not a stock, but people are investing in it for the exact same reason. Most retail investors bought it hoping that they will get rich quickly. People love the idea of getting rich quick. That's why gambling is so popular. Every year, Americans spend $40 billion on gambling. But when casinos were closed down due to the lockdown, people turned to stocks. 
Of course, stocks are not gambling machines because behind every stock there is a company. But if you invest without studying that company, analyzing its financial statements or doing your fundamentals, then you're gambling. By the way, if you want to learn all of that, then you can check out my course on Skillshare, which is simple, straightforward and fully animated. It doesn't really matter if you're a beginner or a professional, you will find the course helpful. The first 500 people to click on the link in the description will get two weeks of Skillshare Premium and will be able to watch the course for free. At the end of the course, there will be an assignment that you will have to complete, which I will personally check and provide you with feedback. The problem is that when the market is booming, everything is growing, including junk stocks or junk assets. So when you throw your money into these unstable assets and make some money, that encourages you to trade more and invest more money. But like everything else, whatever rises will eventually fall, especially if it's a risky asset. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to hold these investments for the next 5 or 10 years? Probably not, because today it's a popular meme stock, but tomorrow something else will be a popular meme stock. So you're eventually basing your strategy on luck. And luck is not a strategy. It's alright to trade and gamble on some of these stocks, but if you're doing that, be prepared to lose all of that money. If a stock or an asset can grow by 100% overnight, then it also can go to zero overnight. That's simply a fact whether you like that or not. Don't let your emotions to get on the way of your investing decisions. Feeling lucky because you invested in the right stock is an amazing feeling, but it also can destroy you. Investing is a long-term game and behind every company stands a real company that sells real products, real services and the world of business is brutal. Try starting a business and then you will understand that. Either base your investing decisions on facts and proper analysis or don't bet the money you are not ready to lose because that's how gambling works. For every person who makes a million dollars, a few hundred thousand people lose. If you have enjoyed this video, you will most definitely enjoy this custom playlist that I have created specifically for you that has our most popular videos in business, investing and the stock market that could potentially change your life. And now give this video a thumbs up that it deserves and make sure to subscribe if you haven't done that yet. Thanks for watching and until next time.